My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 189 of The Kate Show. And today I am speaking with one of my good business BFFs, Salima Memdani, and we are talking about how you can grow a successful business by controlling your thoughts. And before I get into my conversation with Salima, I'm going to tell you guys some things that I've experienced. I'm going to tell you some stories. I've really just kind of set the stage for the conversation that we're having today because I hope and I pray that this conversation is a game changer for you. Not because of what Salima and I have to say, but because it needs to get you thinking about your business and take you from a place of feeling powerless to feeling empowered. Because guys, that victim mentality that a lot of us have had throughout certain points in our lives, myself included, is so damaging. And it holds us back as people. It holds us back as business owners. So today we're just going to get into all of it. And it's going to be a little bit scattered. And it's going to be a little bit messy because that's what life looks like. So this is a very unfiltered conversation that I am very excited to have with Salima. But first of all, a few housekeeping things. This episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. If you're looking for a streamlined, automated client process tool to uplevel your business, look no further. HoneyBook can automate your client bookings, questionnaires, contracts, and invoices. Go to HoneyBook.com and enter code SOCIALITE to receive 50% off your first year. Now, that story that I mentioned. At 22 years old, I was wedding ring shopping with my fiancé, who's now been my husband of over seven years, And the wedding was still a few months away. We had time. I needed a wedding band that would complement the far too sparkly engagement ring that he'd given me. If you guys have ever heard of a Kessler 81, that is what he got me. Um, It's a diamond that has been cut 81 times or something like that. So it has like two or three times the normal number of facets. I don't know. It's been a while since I was told all of this, but regardless, it's really sparkly and I like it and I'm not a jewelry girl. So when he gave that to me, I was like, holy cow, what is this? But that day when we were wedding band shopping, the trip did not go as planned because ever since I learned about how much he spent on my engagement ring, and he still, by the way, refuses to give me exact numbers, I felt a sense of deep yet unfounded guilt because I was like, how could he spend that much on me? I don't deserve a ring that big. There is no way I could get an equally pretty wedding band. Like, who do I think I am? That's way too fancy. And I resisted walking into the wonderful jewelry store where he'd purchased the ring to buy the accompanying wedding band because like the ring came with the wedding band and it looks gorgeous. And yes, that is what I ended up with, but it took a lot of struggling to get there, which is ridiculous. And I am a little bit embarrassed to tell this story, but it all makes sense because it has to do with my mindset. So just stick with me. During that shopping day, I dragged my fiance into a pawn shop and I found a wedding band that would have sufficed, like very mediocrely, if that's a word. (laughs) And finally, he was just like, why don't you want a nice wedding ring? And I was like, oh, we don't need it. We should save money. But what I was actually thinking is, I don't deserve this. And somehow he heard those thoughts. One of the rare times in marriage when your spouse can actually read your mind. (laughs) Don't get used to it, right? He knew me too well and he marched right back to that luxurious jewelry store and he bought me that wedding band. 
And yes, my ring looks incredible as a result. And I felt confused and embarrassed about how I had just put such a low price tag on every aspect of my being. And being thrifty is a quality that is mostly good, of course, but it can also be a sign of low self-worth or the inability to determine a good investment from a bad one. And it that's not good. Like, even now as a business owner, the ability to determine what's going to have ROI and what is not is really important. And if we don't have that level of discernment, then we're going to struggle in business. I mean, look at this. My mind tried to trick me out of my own wedding band. Weird, right? I've learned over the past seven years that there are definitely things worth investing in financially. Now, maybe it's land or an IRA, you know, retirement account, or a Jeep for safely navigating these Wisconsin blizzards that we're going to have this winter, and I'm so not thrilled about it. <laughs> maybe my business and myself, maybe your business and yourself are worthy of investment too. When I started investing money back into my business, I saw it start paying dividends. The biggest hurdle to investment wasn't actually a lack of funds, but believe me, back in the day, there was not a lot of money to be found. But really, the big hurdle was an abundance of the wrong mindset. The first significant investment I ever made in my business was a $2,000 online course. It was B-School by Marie Forleo. I know I've got a lot of Forleo lovers out there. And I had to stop paying myself for a little bit to cover the cost of that course. And because of that, I made sure that I was all in, I wasn't wasting a single penny, I didn't skip a single module or lesson, and guys, the year after I took that course, in 2016, I rebranded and I hit six figures for the first time. So I think it's safe to say that investment paid off. However, I wasn't quite done. I knew I needed more help, and this time I needed one-on-one -on -one help. So I then invested in working with a business coach, and some of you might know her, Michelle Williams. She's my dear friend and confidant to this day, and she is the one who really helped get me to the heart of why I devalued myself and anything connected to me, my business, my services, my pricing. I had a lot of personal work to do, and it became a time investment as well as a financial one. And it was paying off, because over time, my mindset started shifting. I was no longer focused on whether something was too good for me, but instead on whether it was serving my ideal client properly. If I had gone the penny-pinching route back in the day and never invested in the online courses or coaching programs that I did, I know without a doubt that I would not be in business today. This podcast would have never existed. My team would have had to find employment elsewhere. I would have had to have a traditional job doing something really boring. <laughs> like, not cool. And I just thank God that he changed my mind in time. That was no coincidence, especially since I'd had a long, solid track record of becoming a martyr in the name of saving a penny just so I wouldn't feel guilty or quote-unquote too fancy later. Rather than continuing to live in the fear of, if I invest this money and it doesn't work, then what? I started living in the promise of, even if this doesn't work, I'm going to be okay and my business will be okay. But I also think it's going to work and I am willing to work hard to make it work. See what happened there? I shifted my mindset from a what-if victim to a what's-next warrior. It made all the difference. Now, if you've heard the phrase, mindset is everything, and you felt confused about what to do with that fact, this episode of The Kate Show is for you. Because today, like I said earlier, I'm having another conversation with fellow home industry marketing entrepreneur, Salima Mamdani, about all the mindset shifts that need to happen if you're trying to grow your business as a designer, a stager, 
organizer, or window treatment professional. Now, you might have heard Salima before on the podcast. If you haven't, go back and listen to episode 157 because it was a great introduction into who she is and what she does. But guys, today is going to be different. It's not an interview. It's a conversation and entirely unscripted. I mean, honestly, my conversations are never scripted, but like this one really is going to be a wild card. So buckle up, peeps. It's going to get good. Now, quick reminder on who Salima is. She is an entrepreneur, a speaker, a mentor for design professionals looking to create a business and a life of their dreams. Based in Toronto, Salima founded the Marketing Boutique, full-service marketing firm working extensively with international brands and local businesses in the home renovation, design, and decor segment. Then in 2016, she created Fully Booked Designer, an online mentorship program for interior design business owners ready to build a profitable six- or seven-figure business. You can connect with Salima by going to fullybookeddesigner.com or just keep listening because you're going to hear her in just a few minutes. Now, one more thing before I get to the conversation. I want to thank Eddie and Co. for the review of the week. They left some very nice comments for us on Apple Podcasts, and here's what they had to say. This podcast has been a game changer for my business. After finding Kate through a blog post, subscribing to her emails, and then learning about her podcast, I've been hooked. I really appreciate two things. This podcast delivers incredible information and in an efficient and quick way. Thank you, Kate. Well, thank you, Eddie and co. I really love that you told me exactly what you appreciate because that helps me. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm, I wonder if my podcast episodes are too short, but then I get feedback like this and it's like, no, this is exactly where it's at. It's where it needs to be because you guys are busy and I'm not going to sit here for 60 to 90 minutes and waste your time. I want to give you the information and let you go on your way without giving you like, you know, information overload. So I really appreciate that review. Thank you so much. And if you guys listening have not left a rating or a review for my podcast yet, I would really appreciate it. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere. And I thank you in advance for that. All right. Now, I promise it really is time for my conversation with Salima. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Welcome back to The Kate Show, everyone. I am here yet again with Salima. Hey, Salima. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Of course. And guys, we've already been talking for like a half hour and I'm finally just like, okay, I have to actually hit the record button because this lady is saying too many good things that no one besides me will be able to hear. (laughs) So today is really just more of a conversation. You guys are used to me doing interviews where I have a whole list of questions, but today we're just going to be talking because Salima and I have a lot of similarities. We're both She has a marketing background. I'm in marketing currently. We both work with interior designers and other home professionals. And there's just a lot to talk about regarding the home industry, mindset, how all of that impacts your entire business. So we're just going to get into it. And Salima, everyone knows you. 
at this point. And I also reread your bio in the intro because I wanted to make sure everyone had the right context. But can you share with everybody like any personal experience you've had with having the wrong mindset in business? Because I definitely rambled on about my experience in the introduction. People are tired of hearing from me. They want to hear from Salima. Oh my God. How much time do we have to talk about mindset <laughs> and my right? experience personally? Because I actually really want to get into our clients' experiences and what we're seeing about, mm-hmm. you know, how they're using, leveraging their mindset mm-hmm. to build their business. But personally, my experience was, it's kind of funny. Like I'm the marketing gal, right? I, you know, I thought mindset stuff was this like hocus pocus stuff. It was just like a throwaway. I come with like, you know, with a corporate background. So when I first started working with my very first coach, actually, in the industry, had no experience working with coaches or anything. And he would talk about mindset and mindset and mindset. And I was like, just give me the strategy. Like, just give me the roadmap. Just tell me what steps I have to take. And I'll figure it out, right? Like, how hard can this be? And what I realized is that I was literally making things harder for myself. It was that grind, that there was constant friction between what was happening in the inside world, inside my head, versus the goals or the the outcome that I was looking for. And so I was making it harder for myself. And so what I learned from that experience, and it wasn't just the one-time coaching thing, I, I still work with this coach, is that no matter how smart you are, doesn't matter how tough you are and how you know willing you are to grind it out. We all get rattled. You know, we take our business personally. Uh, it's a personal extension of who we are, and we have to realize that without the right mindset, that little blip, that little wobble, that you know, a little rattle can catapult into the wrong direction really, really quickly. So it's really sad when I see designers who come into our programs and they've tried every other program out there. Like they've worked with coaches, they've downloaded the ebooks, they've listened to the podcast, they've listened to the, the videos and stuff, but they've got so much internal battle going on that they're not able to make decisions about their businesses from a place of calm, from a place of confidence, from a place of clarity, from a place of of their vision. And so that disconnect is why we're having this conversation today. Like literally, mindset is like what I find is so important, can literally make or break your success. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking before this call today about, you know, some of these quick shifts that have happened in just the last week because I started to like get back into the to my mindset work and it's incredible it's just incredible I can't wait to get into this topic with you yeah and honestly what we think about and also what we allow into our mind so you know external forces can really impact us can then impact the decisions that we make and to your point making decisions from a place that's not a place of peace or calm, making a decision from a state of paranoia. That is something I see happen a lot. And I've been there a lot myself too, especially like in the earlier years of business. That's usually where I see it. When people have been in business for two years or less, they are so prone to making very emotional decisions. 
and um, believing things about themselves that are not true. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough to get professional branding yet. I'm not good enough for a nice website yet. I'm not good enough to charge these rates yet. And it's like, well, who the heck ever told you you weren't good enough? And it's like, a lot of times it's just themselves. I mean, sure, we might have this really obnoxious person in our life that tells us, but we can shut them out. But what we have a hard time shutting out is the voice in our own head. And that's why, again, like you're saying, like the mindset we have can make or break our business. It could take a beautiful budding business and just trash it overnight if we start believing lies, lies that other people tell us, lies that we tell ourselves. And we have to break free from that at some point if we want to move forward. That's my little soapbox about that. And I think totally. the main, uh, what? No, I said totally. Yeah. And, you know, many of us business owners, when we start a business, we know it's not going to be easy, right? Mm -hmm. We know the hard work and we know that it's going to take time to build and stuff like that. So just give me the strategy and I'll figure this out kind of approach. Most of us end up taking that approach. Mm -hmm. But because we were like, oh, I'm smart. I can figure this out. I'm resilient, kind of, sort of, on some days, you know. I, <laughs> right. some days. I know this business building thingy is kind of hard, or it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing. Like, living in this, like, fear of waiting for the other shoe to fall or waiting yeah. for, like, the all the hardships to be over is not the same thing as living in the right mindset where you show up every day and mm -hmm. slay, right? It's this common thing. It's saying like two wrongs don't make a right. And so getting yourself out of or being aware of the negative emotions and struggles is not the same as living in a positive state of mind and anticipating that building a business is going to be hard. But with the right mindset work, I can deal with the fear. I can deal with the doubt. I can deal with the overwhelm. And, you know, the imposter syndrome and I can make the right decisions that are right for me and my family and my business and my community. It's a complete shift, right? It's a complete mm -hmm. different way of thinking. Talking to a client of ours oh, a few months ago where she's doing really well already in her business and she loves what she does, but she had just made up this mind, like she had this belief that she's going to be working in this business for a really long time. So like, just like she said it jokingly, but I think if you say it enough times, it's just like, it's a ha ha. She's like, I've been doing this for 60 years and I'll be doing it for the next 60 years too. So how can I make more money? And I'm like, well, there's so many right things happening in your business. If you would just like accept them and embrace them, right? Because what you do at the end of the day, is a very joyful thing. So rather than me teaching you how to stay out of trouble, I'd love to show you how you can go in the direction of joy and this wonderment of what you create. And then when you're creating design from that gratitude and the certainty and this happiness, and that you know that, that your work is also going to create that for others. It's just magical in many ways, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it transforms your perspective. But then the other thing I thought of while you were saying that is that a lot of people feel pressure to have a successful business that is success on someone else's terms. 
but we all need to define what that success looks like for ourselves individually. I, I have a really close business friend who decided that she was going to let go of some services, even though it meant a loss in income because she hates her life right now. And she is working 80 hours a week and she doesn't want to, and she doesn't really need to. I mean, you have to look at what do you really need? What does your family need? How can you keep yourself sane so that your business is actually sustainable and you don't end up hating yourself? And also, how can you set a business up in a way that is not running you, but you are running it? Because that is the other problem that I know we're both seeing a lot of right now, where people feel used and abused by their own businesses, and they don't like their business anymore. And if you don't like your business, it is pretty much impossible to market it. And it's really, really difficult. Like, I wish this podcast was actually a video interview so that people could see our expressions as we're like getting so juiced <laughs> up about this. Um, it's like when they say on the TV shows, I wish you could smell how good it's you know, smells mm-hmm. in the kitchen right now. But that's exactly like we're both so fired up by this topic. Exactly. If you are not in love with what you're doing, if you're not in love with, you know, what you're creating, it's really hard to sell that to someone, to your yeah. clients. Like, yeah, I'll, do, I'll, I'll design your dream home for you. Versus like, Tell me, you know, like, how can we co-create this dream home for you? Where you're going to have your children, where you're going to raise your children and you're going to welcome your grandchildren one day. And that's just a different feeling rather than like, okay, let's get on with it and I can pay my bills and Mm -hmm. I got to go pick up my kids. And it's just, it's a different feeling. And I'd rather take that feeling of fulfillment and joy and clarity and that kind of a mindset any time because it makes your work so much more enjoyable and your life so much more enjoyable. Yeah, I agree with that so much. And people need to figure out what they want because I feel like from what I have seen and one certain person comes to mind, she is not a client of mine. So if you're listening to this, no, I'm not talking about you, but there is someone in my life who has tried to start so many different businesses like in different industries and different places. And every time it gets a little bit hard, she says, well, I guess this isn't what I meant to do. And then she just gets really frustrated and complains a lot and and drops it and starts something else. And the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats. And I just, I try to choose my words carefully with her, but the real question that she needs to answer is, what do I want? And what do I want bad enough that I am willing to do what it takes, not just the physical work of it, or, you know, click clacking on a keyboard as most of it is these days, but the mental work of saying, this is going to be hard. And I will feel like giving up, but I'm still going to do it because I believe so much in what I'm doing, in my purpose, in my why. And I think that's what you were just getting at, Salima. You have to have that passion or you will not make it in the business world. Absolutely. I mean, amen to that. There's this uh, phrase that I picked up somewhere. Are you willing to move the mountain to enjoy the view? And sometimes building a business feels like that, right? Yeah. It is a huge mountain we're climbing, especially if you've never done this before, or if you've done it a couple of times. For me, this is my second try at being a business owner. I was in a different world completely. And each 
business model was completely different. So for me, it's like starting all over again. And so back to this why, and sometimes I see people rolling their eyes when we talk about what's your why and what's your passion? Why, why are you here? Why are we having this conversation? Um, what led you to interior design? And if you cannot articulate that, so it's pretty tough to help you see the view that's yeah. just beyond the mountain. Because we can't give our clients passion for their own businesses. I wish that we could because I would be injecting people with that stuff all day, every day, because it can get really easy to get in this downward cycle of discouragement. Well, I had a really bad client that didn't go well. I actually made a mistake that didn't go well. I'm not making much money at all or I'm making no money at all. That's not going well. Now I feel like I can't do anything to market my business because I have no photos of my work or I have no money to invest in it. And it's just like they just end up being the most depressed people. And the only difference between them and someone who's really successful is not that one has more talent than the other. It's that one has more drive. One has more passion. You can have a less talented interior designer be more successful than a more talented interior designer who just doesn't have the drive. And that might sound very, very snobbish of me, but it's the truth. And I have the pleasure of working with designers who are so motivated. And I've also come into contact with a few who really feel like clients should just be knocking on their door. And that's not a helpful mindset. So are you seeing this too, Salima, or what other like mindset issues are really plaguing the designers that you work with? I feel like we're just going to pull back the curtain on what we're dealing with and our listeners are going to be like, oh no, they know all our secrets, <laughs> but we're all in this oh, together. No. But here's the thing, you know what? Designers is one thing, but design business owners Yes. It's a completely different beast, right? That's so true. Yes. We're we're just a different beast. So uh, I shouldn't say we because I'm not a designer, but business owners and a designer, it's a it's a different combination. Mm-hmm. So they tick a little bit differently. And you know, mindset shifts you need to succeed as a designer is not necessarily the same mindset shift that you need to succeed as a design business owner. And I love your point about, you know, you cannot want it more than them. We can give them tons and tons of strategies and tons of ideas, but pretty much they can figure that out on their own too. Like right now, everything is Googleable. It is. You can literally <laughs> search everything. You can learn how to design a website and you can probably get it done in a weekend if you are motivated. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to get started on social media and have your first 1,000 followers if you are motivated. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, most of us need that kind of, you know, the guidance, but also the support and the accountability to keep us motivated. That's why people come into programs like yours or programs like ours, where it's more than just the how to, it's the accountability, it's the feeling that I was able to finish something that I, you know, that wasn't just an idea in my head anymore. I actually have some kind of a tangible result. So in this era of, you know, what we call information age, where everything is at our fingertips, my question is, why are so many designers struggling? Why are so many business owners not hitting their 100k years or 10k months, right? Because it's difficult. 
and you see the the stats on the same side, like, you know, how many businesses don't make it past the first year, past the second year, third year, and all of that stuff. It's kind of depressing. Yet, then on the other side, we have people who come to you, they're motivated, they're clear on their goal, or people who come into our program where we mentor and coach designers from, you know, across the globe now. And we've had designers who've literally come in charging $75 an hour before they joined us to making $50,000 in just two months. We've had designers who came in and they said, I'd be thrilled, Salima, if you can help me make $8,000 next month because I've got bills to pay. And those designers, that one person that comes to mind made $68,000 in 10 weeks. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) That's amazing. It is like uh, we've had people who've like who are literally crushing it. And then you have the other half of the the population is like, I can't find a single client because of COVID. You know, my business had to shut down because of the pandemic or, you know, I don't know where to get my leads. And the numbers that we're seeing there, it's a different breed. It's people who are really, really committed I'm sharing this with your listeners today, not to tell you, you know, not to brag about our clients or to just kind of throw out big numbers, but really to show that in order to get those big results, to get to your dreams, you've got to do things differently because like what's been taught in design school doesn't even touch how to run a business. But I'll tell you what's taught inside business school doesn't even touch, you know, the mindset stuff that we're going to be talking about. So yeah. don't even yeah. like say, oh, I'm I'm not a business person. I didn't go to business school. I don't have a marketing degree. Salima. It's easy for you. It's not because I went to business school. I have a marketing degree. This is the stuff that no one teaches you inside business school. What we're going to be talking about today in terms of you know, the shifts, the the mindset hacks, literally, that you need to get to these kind of big numbers of making $68,000 in 10 weeks. And if you ask those people who've gone through my program and with those big numbers, time and time and time again, they will say it's the, the mindset and the mentorship, having someone support you and having someone to be, you know, to hold you accountable and investing in myself, investing in my business is what they're talking about. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by your website. Wait, what? Is this right? Yes. Your website emailed The Kate Show and did it by itself, by the way. Okay. And like asked me to tell you something. Your website said it really needs a tune up, maybe even a complete makeover. It feels bad that it can't send you more clients and it wants to make it right with you. Oh, poor website. Seriously, though, if you're ready for your website to make you look professional and attract the right clients, you need to take action. Go to katethesocialite.com to check out our beautiful website templates. They're really easy to customize, and we even tell you exactly what you should say on each page of your website so that you can start speaking directly to your ideal client while also having better SEO. Go to katethesocialite.com to pick the website design that's right for you. So the first thing the very, very first thing or the first mindset shift that I can tell you behind the curtain, and it's not a secret at all, is what I like to call the procrastination to perfectionism pendulum. Yes. (laughs) Like some days you are overthinking. 
i.e. procrastinating, Mm -hmm. living in your thoughts, living in your head. And then some days you're underdoing because you're waiting for perfection. And so if I was to kind of see what the common denominator between both sides of this pendulum of procrastination and perfectionism is fear, fear of failure, fear of being judged, fear of being found out, like maybe I'm, you know, they're going to finally find out I'm an imposter. I don't really belong here. There are all of these fears that force you to stay in your cocoon, to force you to stay in your comfort zone and just keep you safe, keep you playing small. But guess what? (laughs) Right? We know this. That's not where real life is. That's not where huge transformations are going to happen in that safety zone. And as a business owner, and as a design business owner, you're required to show up. You're required to constantly be taking action. You're required to make some decisions. You're required to move your business forward. And some of it may be a success and some of it may lead to a failure. And that's fine too, because you know, you're going to learn from those mistakes. You're going to learn from those failures. So that to me is the number one mindset shift that everyone who comes into the program literally it's like they're crossing the threshold and they're like they 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 make a commitment to themselves and to their families and to their employees that they are now going to show up in a different way they're going to get out of this cloud of overthinking and hiding behind the computer yes you know the reason i got so fired up when you said that is because i have seen quite a number of design business owners who were terrified to click publish on their first blog post or to click send on their first email newsletter because they felt not every detail was quite perfect. When the truth is nobody else would ever notice and the longer they delay in sending out the newsletter or publishing the blog post, the more leads they are missing out on. And productivity and progress in business is somewhere in the middle between the perfectionism and the procrastination, but people do like to hang out on one side or the other because those are safer. It's always safer along the walls, but if you're going to actually put yourself out there and get in the middle of the dance floor, well, stuff could happen. It could be good. It could be bad. You could meet Prince Charming. I don't know, but like you could end up taking risks that make you highly uncomfortable, but that's kind of what business is. Absolutely. And you just reminded me of this one of our um, designers. So she had a lead magnet that she wasn't sure if she wanted to like publish it yet and promote it yet. It wasn't nearly like uh, perfect. She's like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to jump in. So she did. She promoted it on her social media and she got one request. Womp, womp. She was so bummed out. She's like, I did all this work and, you know, I just got one request. I don't know what to do. Well, lo and behold, (laughs) that one subscriber turned out to be some online blogger with a massive following. Oh, my word. I'm not kidding you. This all just happened in the last three days. She reached back out into the group and she was telling us all about it. She's like, first she came in and she celebrated. Celebration is a big thing in our group. We celebrate everything big or bigger. It's like there's no such thing as a small celebration. So she came in and she's like, well, I published my lead magnet today. Wish me luck. And then she's like, I only got one person signing up. Then she goes, but that one person has like a massive following of 14,000 
people. And she's now been invited to guest blog in this person's blog. Wow. Yes. Right. What I'm talking about. It doesn't matter if you have a small audience or a small mailing list or whatever. Do what you were put here to do. And you have no idea what can really snowball out of that. You know, because I have a lot of people who say, well, I don't think I should send an email newsletter because I only have like a dozen people on my contact list. But it's kind of like with your client and her lead magnet situation. It's like, well, if you send out a newsletter to 12 people and even just one of them ends up forwarding that newsletter to someone else and that person ends up hiring you, that's huge. We actually had this happen recently and one of our clients, they ended up getting a $300,000 project out of that same situation. You can't sell yourself short just because things don't go as well as you think they should. It doesn't mean that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. There was a um, a meme, I think. I don't think it was a video or maybe it was a video of Taylor Swift in her earlier days. It's like her in front of some lake, her playing her guitar and like one other person in her band. It's like, we all have to start somewhere. Yeah. And now she's, you know, got, she's Taylor Swift. I don't even know <laughs> how many followers she has. But we all had to start somewhere. And there's a process. And there is a level of readiness that you need to put yourself through yes. to get to that level, right? Imagine if you were just kind of like thrown in in front of a crowd of, I don't know, how many hundreds of thousands of people she packs into a stadium. She had to build herself up to that and the resilience and the, you know, overcoming all the fears and the challenges and stuff to get her to the next gig and the next gig and the next gig. Yes. You know, I often think about how if it was 2014 right now and someone handed me the business that I have now in, in late 2021, I would probably end up slowly destroying it because in 2014, I wasn't ready. I wanted success so bad, but I was not ready for it. The mindset wasn't there. The experience wasn't there. And that's why I'm grateful that I was the furthest thing from an overnight success. I think that true overnight successes are few and far between. And the best business owners and the businesses with the most longevity are those that had to struggle for a while first because there is something so special about failure and then being able to reframe that failure into, wow, I learned something. That's where you get wisdom, not just knowledge. And that's why I don't want people to be afraid of failure. But like you said earlier, they will be so afraid of failure that they will stay on the perfection side or the procrastination side And I'm including myself in that because I am not innocent of this, but because I've been through it, now I have at least just a little bit of wisdom on, okay, I can sense I'm going toward one of those directions and I need to stop it because that is not serving my business. It's not serving my people. It's just not a proven business tactic for success. So failure is not the worst thing to ever befall a business. No. And here's the thing. And so I'm just going to jump into the second shift because I did want to talk about three key uh, mindset shifts. And so this is the thing. Sometimes we're just so paralyzed by our failure that we end up taking no action whatsoever. And the opposite is taking too many actions 
and jumping from one strategy to another to another because yes. you didn't get the results fast enough. And I think a lot of designers end up making that mistake. It's this hurry of this rush to get to the gold. And so it's like, oh, well, I posted on social media, on Instagram, and no one re reacted, no one signed up. So I'm going to switch and I'm going to now go on to LinkedIn and I'm going to change my signature service and I'm going to do this and I'm going <laughs> to yes. do that and I'm yeah. going to do that. I have done that too. Because yeah. again, remember I told you, I'm a marketer. I can come up with like, you know, strategies by the boatload. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, ask you this question. When you're making those haste decisions, actually asking myself that question, mm -hmm. when we're making those haste decisions, what is underlining all that, right? Yeah, it's always a sense of panic because we're like, oh no, that didn't work. I'm going to fall apart. The world's going to know that I absolutely suck. And my family is going to be so disappointed and I'm going to be disappointed in myself. I have to do something else. And then I see people just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And I have a lot of compassion because I have also done that. And it's like, man, why am I doing this again? I know it doesn't work. Yeah. And there is this thing, everything you want is already been set aside for you. You just have to enjoy the journey. And yeah. we want it so fast that we don't even trust ourselves. Yeah. And so then we make these sloppy mistakes and then we rush into things and we discount our own efforts and our own abilities and our own strengths. Basically, we're giving our power away. Yes. Yeah, it's right? extremely And so then you're looking for like hacks and you're looking for the tricks and you're looking for like, oh, uh, you know, it takes so long to find my ideal client. I've decided I'm going to change my signature service or I'm going to start doing this passive income stream. And Salima, can we talk about, you know, how can I get passive income? And I was like, if you cannot make active income, you're not going to make passive income. Okay. Amen to that. Can I get that in writing? <laughs> it is so true. One of my online friends, loves this or she says this a lot you know this theory of like making money while you sleep mm -hmm. and there's a huge like there's a strong push towards that right like yeah I want to learn how to make a funnel so I can make money on my sleep and mm -hmm. passive income and this friend of mine she always says if you didn't learn how to make money while you're awake you work <laughs> you have no business learning how to make money while you're sleeping I love it I just wrote it down because like I'm going to say that on social and I will tag you because I don't know who else. I don't know your friend, but I'm going to tag you. Um, that is perfect because I do see that a lot. And like I promote side door a whole bunch. I think they're amazing, but I do also see it being adopted by people who are looking to make money fast when they haven't really made money slow yet, if that makes sense. And it makes complete sense. Yeah. And also I just want to give a little, little side note here for everyone listening. Salima and I are speaking without filters today because that's what we do. That's who we are. Um, we don't sugarcoat things. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm starting to feel kind of bad about myself now, like, like, wow, I must suck as a person. No, you don't. Here's the thing. And I think I can say this on behalf of Salima as well. We believe in you guys. We Absolutely. believe in you 120%, but we cannot make you believe in you. We cannot make you decide to step into your calling, to stand firmly in your purpose and do the thing. That's on you. 
we will be your cheerleaders, your guides. We will give you resources. We will talk you through things. We will talk you off the cliff as many times as we need to. But at the end, it's up to you. And we know you can do it. That's why we're having this conversation. 150%. I mean, I'm getting cheered up now that you brought that message because truly that is why we're actually having this conversation Mm -hmm. because not enough people feel supported. Not enough people feel that there's someone who gets them. Not enough people understand that there's a whole world of other designers who are experiencing the exact same thing that they are going through right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time this podcast is going to drop, it will be the holidays in the States. And it seems the whole world is celebrating Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And that, I think, really makes it even more difficult for designers and for business owners where there's pressure to perform a certain way, where there's pressure to put on a face and make it sound like everything is cool about you and your business, when you know deep down that there are lots of cracks. But you cannot share that with your children. You cannot share that with your significant other. Most cases, it's the husband. At, when I was running my agency, I was it wasn't a design agency, it was a marketing agency. And there were challenges in my business that I couldn't share with my employees because I didn't want them to worry. And so, you know, with the holidays or no matter what time of the year it is, your message is so bang on. Like it's so heartfelt and it's so true that you don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not alone. You're not the first one who's experienced these challenges. And that's really why we're having this conversation mm-hmm. to shed some light on, you know, what we see with our business, mm-hmm. that all the designers and the home pros that we're working with at a given time. So the listeners of this podcast, it's just the perfect message. And actually, it's a perfect segue into the third mindset shift that I think we started talking about that in our first conversation on your podcast about asking for support. Mm -hmm. There's this pressure for, I find designers more than anyone else in the industry to have this facade of perfection, right? They're the first one who gets called if the job has gone awry. They're the first ones who are like, you know, the fingers are pointed at And they're the first ones that, you know, everybody looks up with like, you know, big eyes going, where's the solution? You know, how are we going to fix this? Or if budget is too high, it's Mm -hmm. the designer who ends up taking a hit. So there's a lot of pressure in navigating this industry. And if you're doing this alone, makes it that much harder. And so what we were talking about last time, and I wanted to kind of circle back on this because I'm all about you know, having like closing loops on it Mm -hmm. is you're not alone and you have to look for help, look for help so that you can actually learn how to set the right prices for your services, set the right processes in your business, set the right messaging so that you're attracting the right clients so that you are showing up as a bold and confident business leader, not just a designer. Yes. And, and asking for help takes on a few different forms. I mean, it could be you find a mentor, it could be you find uh, another business friend who can keep you accountable about certain things you know you need to be working on. It can mean outsourcing, 
And often it does because you shouldn't have to do all the things in your business, but you need to make sure they all get done. It is your responsibility as a business owner to make sure it all gets done. Um, And then it's a matter of finding the right people or other businesses to outsource to. But the other part of it, the part that people really struggle with when it comes to asking for help is the part that they, uh, they need to invest in themselves. Because that's the biggest load of help you can ever give yourself is actually looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, you know, what do I need right now? What do I need to become a better business owner? Do I need to work out some personal stuff? Do I need to go to therapy? Hey, I've been to therapy like three different times in my life so far, and I'm only 30. Like it is a very helpful thing. But the other thing is just looking at how can I invest on a professional level? And honestly, that is what Salima and I want to offer you guys. We have a big Black Friday offer coming up. It's something that you guys have never seen before and you may never see again. This is something that we crafted especially for you guys. I'm actually not going to give you the details because I want you guys to check your inboxes for this information on Black Friday morning. I'll be sending out information about 3 or 4 a.m. If you're not on my mailing list, please go get on it. Go to katethesocialite.com. Sign up for any of my freebies. You will end up on the mailing list. You will not want to miss what we are partnering together to offer you guys because we believe in you. We need you to believe in you. We need you to help yourself so that people like us can help you too. Because like Salima said, you are not in this alone. And if you try to go at it alone, you're going to be exactly where I was seven years ago completely depressed, completely miserable, making zero dollars because humans are not meant to operate like little deserted islands. We're meant to operate as villages, as communities, and we have to set up our businesses the same way or it's not going to go well for us. So make sure you keep an eye on your inbox. Black Friday morning, the offer will be good through Cyber Monday at midnight. You have some time to think about it. That's why I'm not giving you information right now, but this is going to be a, a once in a business lifetime offer for you all. For sure. It doesn't have to be that difficult. You know, you see so many people who are excelling in business and like, I can do this, mm-hmm. right? Well, how is it that they're doing it? It's because they figured it out. And I can tell you they didn't figure it out on their own. Exactly. There is always someone behind all of these successes that is helping them that's mentoring them that's shaping them guiding them and making things easy for themselves Mm -hmm. and it comes in a whole spectrum it could be like I said a mentor or a coach and you said like you could outsource hallelujah if I can outsource everything I would (laughs) I know know? (laughs) and just then work on my favorite things yeah just work on the things that I love to do I love working one-on-one with my clients so that I can like, you know, transfer the knowledge, but also like I want to shape their, their journey with us in a completely customized way. Mm-hmm. That's my joy. And I'm sure for designers, it's like, I'd rather just be designing. I don't want to be figuring out all of this marketing and business stuff. Yeah. Outsource it, but learn what it is that you need to do before you outsource. The worst thing you can do is outsource it to and not have the proper guidance for the person who's doing the work. I'm sure, Kate, you've probably met a lot of people who are like, I don't know, just make it look good. Just give me a blog post and it doesn't match their signature service. You really have to understand the strategy of your business 
you have to understand the, the brand and the message that you want to create for the world and then outsource it out. Yeah. And then everything truly, it does get easier. I mean, as you grow, you'll have new challenges, but you'll also have the wisdom and the experience of overcoming those smaller challenges. And that helps a lot with confidence. So I think in that way, it just does become easier because you've built up those muscles and you're used to tuning out that inner critic who's telling you, oh, who the heck do you think you are? You know, and that makes it a lot better to navigate. It's a smoother ride. It's less emotional. Completely. And I was going to use the exact, I love that, that synchronicity that we have often. It's, I was going to use the exact same word, the muscle memory, right? Mm -hmm. You're building a muscle. And so then the next time you're on top of another like problem, you're like, I've been here before. This is what I did, or this is how I'm going to react this time. Mm -hmm. So it's not a freak out show every single day of your life. And that's why we're talking about mindset today. Like gotta have that your mindset is going to be that stabilizer. It's going to help you make decisions better and faster and for the long term and for, you know, that's in alignment of what, who you are. So then business and life are a joy to yeah. endure, right? It doesn't feel like a slog. Yeah. And you just took us full circle back to the very beginning of this conversation where you said, I just want you to find joy in your business. And I love how you did that. Must be a marketer thing. We just really like to close these loops. But seriously, though, I'm really glad we had this conversation. I think it's going to help encourage a lot of people. And I think that they need to really get ready to check their inboxes Friday morning because this is going to be something that could change the trajectory of their business. It could. I'm not making promises. But if you have the right mindset, it could completely change. So, Salima, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And thank you guys for listening. If you're not in the mailing list yet, please head to katethesocialite.com. Sign up for any of my freebies and you'll be able to get our special Black Friday offer that Socialite is doing in conjunction with Salima. And until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple. Keep your message clear. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.